Here we go. What's up, everyone? This is Wrestling And. And today, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Instead of going for a single theme like we've been doing for a while, and like we will be doing soon, and we have a lot of great ideas, today we want to look back at the last few weeks, which has been jam-packed. We had a big wrestle war on Friday. We had a dynamite on a Saturday. We've had the finals of the G1 kind of starting to come up soon here. So we're headed into that home stretch for the G1. We've got Queen's Quest, King of the Ring, Becky Lynch. We've got all sorts of... Actually, WWE doing some cool stuff too. And and NJPW Strong is looking good. It's really great for wrestling. And they're doing a lot of wrestling. You know, they're doing a lot of wrestling all over America. And uh, there's been some great shows in LA weekly, but you haven't gone any shows lately, have you? You went to a Kings game. And this, by the way, people, this is In Ring Art Justin from In Ring hey. Art, the amazing artist. By the way, Justin, I want to say before we talk about the Kings game, your your art project this month has been great. Oh, yeah, I've been doing the the Sketchamania um by, you know, that's uh was created by marge.jpg on Instagram. I just kind of decided to do it every day with one word every day and I've been doing you know, a piece of art that reflects that word, and it's been kind of challenging, but uh, kind of fun too. But well, let, let me tell you, you always see these kind of uh, monthly check-in type of challenges for a bunch of different stuff. So I've seen them for wrestling. Like every day, you say who this guy? Oh, your favorite wrestler, and then the most violent wrestler. You know, you've seen those ones, right? And then I've seen I the ones so. that. I've seen the music ones where it's like you post a song that has to do with the word. But this one's different because you actually have to do work. And w the cool thing is I went through them. Like one one is a game. That's the only uh, that's the only thing you have, the word game to go off yeah, of, right? The only right. prompt. And, of course, what do you think everyone else is going to draw? Yeah. Triple H, yeah. right? But I've noticed that you've been trying to take the side route and do some very unique stuff for the words. So give the uh, the – the listeners who can't see your art here, uh, some of the things you've drawn based on the prompts. Yeah, some of them haven't been as inventive as that in terms of, I, you know, with Bloody, I just did, I did, uh, you know, um, Bruiser Brody with some blood on his face. Crown, I did Bret Hart with the King of the Ring, so I tried to, you know, a little different. But I feel um, like you're, you're going for the not the obvious. Um, yeah. Now, yes, you did do The Rock. On yes, I mean, the day that said a rock. I just but, needed a rock that, I don't know, I just felt like doing the rock. I don't See, that's the thing is I try and think differently. A lot of people did the on the uh, Unlikely Duo. A lot of people did Dude, Love, and Stone Cold, but so I, just, I, don't, I don't care, you know? Um, but there are some times where I try, like Black, a lot of people did Aleister Black. I went with... Um, Tyler Black? Eddie, I went with uh, Eddie Guerrero was Black Tiger. In New uh, yeah, see, I, li I like that. That's a great way. Um, I love the you. One of your better ones was uh, light, and you did Atsushi Onita just fucking yeah. <laughs> blowing yeah. up. <laughs> Which of yeah. course there is all sorts of light, and light's a weird prompt for wrestling. You know, you could do the ricochet coming through the entrance or whatever, but or, you went with yeah. Onita exploding. So uh, people reacted. I like that. They well, liked that one, and uh, I got uh, you know. I did for Hero, I did Chris Hero, and Chris Hero said he loved it on the comment uh, the other day. Oh, that's awesome. Well, and you know, Chris Hero's known for uh, talking to the fans online, so that's really cool that... Yeah. Now, you did old school Chris Hero when he was actually still really fit. Shoutouts to Chris Hero. I don't know what he yeah. looks like nowadays 
Um, but um, that that is cool. Did you like Chris Hero back in uh, PWG and stuff? Because I didn't know I, him really. I loved Chris Hero. He was one of the first indie wrestlers when I got back in that really caught my attention. And uh, I had a shirt. I got bought a Death by Elbow shirt. Um, at Death my by first... Elbow. Yeah, that was a tag team he had, and I bought it from him at one of the either the first or second PWG show I went to. But I did get to see him versus. Liger at PWG. Um, if you see my Instagram mm, profile, my shit. personal one, that picture of me and Liger was the night he uh, in Battle of Los Angeles when he went against uh, uh, Chris Hero in the first round. Wow, that was awesome. That that and, is so fun, dude. But Chris Hero is one of the most impressive just strikers that I've ever seen, uh, well, and I, also you know, very athletic up... for his size. <clears throat> Very athletic for his size. I, I can't say I've seen a ton of the guy, but when I first heard about him, I looked up his moves and stuff, and I was seeing all these crazy spinning discus lariats, discus elbows, and uh, I thought he was small when I first saw him, no. like a, a picture of him. I thought he was skinny and small. Come to find out the dude is actually gigantic, and yeah. he's a hardcore wrestling fan, one of the most hardcore wrestling mm -hmm. fans that is a wrestler. Dude, uh has had multiple tweets explaining things in wrestling blow up. I remember he did a tweet explaining the differences of every uh, type of wrestling, and he did it in a few sentences. He said something like, Japanese wrestling is, you know, never give up. You know, English wrestling is like a chess match. Uh, Mexican wrestling is like an extreme drama, you know? And so he, he's, he's awesome, and that's cool you did that, man. Did you like him in NXT? Um, I wasn't really, uh, you know, for his first run, I wasn't really there, but I just thought he was kind of, you know, I wish they would have kept him around to be kind of, I thought he would have been someone they want to have backstage like they have with Shawn Michaels and, um, he would Steve be a Carino. great producer, huh? Yeah. Steve Carino coach. Um, yeah, I think he would be an outstanding coach, um, that could just give them a lot of stuff that, you know, those young wrestlers maybe don't think about. And he probably would be a great source for just tape trading, I guess is the lack of a better term and uh, giving a lot of homework. <laughs> he could be a professor yeah. really. Um, well, you know, the, the, I think one of the problems on the stuff, one of the problems was, and it's, it, we already did the wrestling and sex. We talked about appearance and stuff. And yeah. As, in NXT, he had gained so much weight that I, you know, people behind the scenes were like, hey, well, what's you going know, on? I, I, you know, when I, when I would start to see him, yeah, he put on some weight from that really slim. Uh, he was in pretty good shape in NXT. And when he was, you think uh, he still wrestled really well though? I think I do. From what I saw, he did. Um, but, you know, he was also reaching his 40s, too. Um, True. I mean, And I just didn't shape, like the uh, Lakers attire. He would wear – he was a, he's a big basketball fan, too. So mm. he would wear not just Lakers gear, but he'd wear Seattle Supersonics gear. Timberwolves gear. Uh, at, probably. He wore a lot of NBA-inspired – like, I think when – he would come out in just like a, a, you know, as part of his gear, he'd wear like a Magic Johnson jersey out to the ring and um, oh, all that okay. stuff. That was just part of his thing. It, like he would have, um, uh, if you go look on his pro wrestling tees, I'm sure you'll see a lot of his designs that are just themed after basketball teams or oh, he's, I, think, I, I think he's a big Duke University 
basketball fan. Mm. So so he'll he'll come out with like kind of Duke inspired looks or a Dream Team USA inspired kind of looks. Of course. Um, well, I'm sure the guy played a little hoops in his time. Yeah, and, and, he, uh, and he had a really killer theme song, uh, you know, and he's a big hip-hop fan, too, so that's inspired. I, 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 did, I did know that. I listened to Chris wrestling Hero, and yeah. wrestling. Uh, there's a, there's a shout-out to Andrew Rich, who does wrestling. Uh, uh, what is it? Music of the Mat. It's a great podcast where mm. he, he just listens to, you know, entrance themes and chats about him and he did a hip-hop episode a long time ago and just for full clarification i was homeless at the time and i was just walking and walking in this episode i listened to chris hero's music back then it was matt riddle was a hip-hop kind of guy too with the music so uh yeah chris hero big hip-hop fan has got has always had that good music for that yeah it's just actually been one of my i haven't actually you know heard much uh from him lately um but when i was getting back into wrestling he was one of my favorite things and probably one of the favorite that's things, awesome uh favorite wrestlers that i've had since being back and in, again you saw him live saw him live bought a shirt from him shook his hand super nice guy very you know talked to you um just a cool guy and i know like he put on weight and stuff like that but i think a lot of that was um i think i've heard him in an interview talk about how he just felt better at that weight. And I think a lot of the things he was doing yeah. to stay in that kind of shape weren't good for the rest of his body. I don't know something, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, it's, but of it's course, tough, once bro. he got to WWE, they made him cover it up with some, with like a, you know, which almost a, looked worse when like he's wearing his shirt. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I don't know. I try to stay out of that end of it and just, I've seen the dude perform and that dude is incredible. I've um, seen him go against Cesaro in uh in pwg oh yeah yeah they were the kings the kings of wrestling or something such something something Uh, awesome yeah he's He's about six four six five as well so he's not just uh he's a big dude yeah and i'm sorry i got that mixed up it was not it was not uh cesaro versus him it was cesaro versus el generico so i'm sorry i got that mixed (laughs) up which was also just absolutely uh, an incredible match and oh, i yeah. apologize the first ever pwg match that was 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 um was great which was speedball mike Bailey versus chris hero that was the first pwg match uh, BWG speedball match mike Bailey. what happened to him mike bailey mike bailey mike bailey um, well i think he's still in canada um he's canadian um and mm. i think what happened was probably going back about five six years he tried to come to the u.s and he didn't have a work visa so they banned Uh-oh. him from the country for five years and i think they he should banned be him from in. the country yeah he should be almost done with that by now um, he was in wwe okay hang no on. i don't know was he he was in ddt i'll tell you that right um, he did a lot of stuff in japan he's really good and and, and uh it was just funny that uh you know that during that match, because Chris he, Chris Hero was what he was good about. He knew, you know, he's a babyface. The way that he kind of prevents himself, presents himself, and everything. And, yeah. Um, the Liger match, he just totally played the heel because he knew this was Liger's. Not this is, you know, you got to do it for of Liger. Of course, it's Liger. And this was 2015, by the way. And who was there, kind of being uh, Liger's handler, was a young Hiromu Takahashi on excursion. Who was, who was on that card as well as Kamatachi? Um, oh, as so Kamatachi. Awesome. 
Yeah. That's so cool. So he was on that card as well. So he, he was, was on of, excursion, as you said, at this time in Mexico right. and helping out. And he was probably, yeah, I was at PWG kind of helping Liger around. This was circa 2015 or 16. 2016. Okay. So he was almost by, ready to go back. I, I, by the way, I need to apologize. Before this uh, show, I said that um, Red Narita was like 6'3". He is six foot. So I apologize okay. for that. But, so he's about 5'10", 5'9". <laughs> you know I don't he, know, dude. Don't, he looks tall, though, compared to the other though? wrestlers. He looks like the wrestling size. I, I think, <laughs> you know, sometimes the black Speedos and boots can be very slimming. You know, who knows? I I, I just I, dude he does look like he could wrestle heavyweight that's what I mean like yeah there's a few guys that that um, I know we're kind of veering off a little bit but just to kind of close it up with Chris Hero uh, Chris yeah. Hero is going against Mike Bailey uh, Speedball Mike Bailey is a very like karate based offense. Taekwondo Taekwondo yeah. he's a yeah. black belt in Taekwondo so and kind of in the middle of a match um, Chris Hero just kind of like said to the crowd he's like I know it's ironic that I'm going against the you know the karate kid over here in Reseda you know because that's where oh karate is that where it took place yeah really pretty much oh I didn't yeah there's a lot of movies from the 80s bro and early 90s that people talk about as if like I should know and I just don't know you know I know I know sweep the leg and stuff but I don't really remember karate kid but okay that's in Reseda so uh he was going against the karate kid Daniel LaRusso's apartment that is probably less than a mile and a half from where PWG is in in that uh, American Legion building. Anyway, just that's wow. just to kind of tie a bow on Chris Hero, and I hope he's still involved in wrestling somewhere. I mean, New Japan America somewhere has got to get him involved. I would have him at the dojo with Shibata. I mean, this guy's got to... The guy's an encyclopedia. The guy should be like a professor like True. teaching professional wrestling at, you know, a <laughs> maybe, community college yeah, maybe. or something. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you all this and everything. Yeah, maybe they need to just have him be the uh, the like classroom teacher for J- for uh, New Japan LA Dojo. Where although you know, I feel like New Japan LA Dojo, there's a lot less classroom teaching and a lot more in the ring teaching. So, right. uh, but he's yeah. he would be good point, there too, right? I think so. Um, at least let he me, has let, an appreciation and understanding for almost every style of wrestling. So I don't think he's heard anywhere. I got to tell you, man, I've got some wrestling seminar videos um, from good, good teachers. I don't have one from Chris Hero and stuff, but this is kind of a segue. I have one um, from, who are we just talking about, ROH? Uh, hang on. Used to commentate for New Japan with Kevin Kelly. Steve Carino. Now is, Steve Carino. I have his, uh, his seminar from when he was an active wrestler, you know what I mean? And uh, I got to say... One of my favorite ECW guys. I just love Steve. Oh Freedom. yeah. Well, I gotta say that dude is super wrestling smart too, and he's mm-hmm. talking about like in this in this video I have. He talks in detail about how to wrestle in Japan, the differences between wrestling in Japan, uh, what it's like to get fucking hit in the head when you're not paying attention and stuff like that. So I kind think, of us. I think he was in the Rocky Romero role. Uh, before he took the gem, uh, the job with NXT, he was kind of that Gaijin liaison with the company. You think so? Because he was only there for like a year, right? He maybe less him than a year. Talking about it, um, but no. Oh, he I was saying that that's how it was. I can't, he might have been a guest on like JR's podcast or something years ago, talking yeah. about how he's made uh, more round trips to Japan. 
Oh, than a lot of people or something like that. And I think at the time he was obviously it's a different model now, but he was basically the liaison between, um, you know, the Gaijin talent in New Japan, and he was wow doing that kind of role. And then obviously they weren't doing like New Japan America, and they didn't. I don't even think they had the dojo out here. No, no, uh, none of that stuff. Because he. You got to understand, he had quit commentating after Omega Okada because he did Omega Okada, but by the time Omega Okada did uh, the the big two out of three falls match, he was gone, and it was Don Callis at that time. Yeah, so, and I think he was doing still doing ROH with Kevin Kelly at the time for a little while Were they longer. still doing it? I think so. Which was so much better than fucking Ian Riccoboni people i just kevin kelly is so good and i thought steve carino honestly people kill me they'll like, oh it's chris charlton i thought that steve carino was his best partner man they had great chemistry i heard so. some of him and steve carino very very good i love don callis and him i thought I they were great hate don callis bro I now i'm warming up to him now yeah i i, I, I didn't bro i i got I, so annoyed by him. his he calls everyone kid his yeah. he's a heel like he I was a that. heel I love and the stuff. carny stuff sometimes yeah um but I'm i am warming up think, to him now i do think that uh kevin kelly is absolutely fantastic at bringing along the color commentators that they've had i agree uh Chris well and you know he he runs the whole thing he does hand signals and shit dude i've yeah. heard like he tells them like when to shut the fuck up he's got a hand signal don't talk you know or he's groups. got like he'll he leads him into something you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So uh, I, I hope he wins the Observer Award this year. I think that he could beat uh, Excalibur this year. I doubt he's it because Excalibur is more popular. But He's been really carrying uh, a lot of those solo broadcasts he's been doing during the G1. I mean, he's been great. Um, yeah. He's definitely probably the hardest working one. Um, well, well god know, dude he's the one in go, go, well no he's the one going to fucking japan and living there with his kids in america yeah. you know he's watching the mets games well the mets probably aren't playing anymore right they're no, not they're in the playoffs long done, unfortunately. But they're long gone but he's he t- he says that he watches japanese baseball and shit while he's oh, in yeah, his, sure. uh, I would too. he watched there. the high school he watched the high school tournaments on tv yeah uh, the high school tournament in japan is one of the biggest tournaments yeah you know, it's like in, uh march madness compared to yeah there. exact exactly yeah. so uh, i've been out there a few times it's in the spring um, oh i forgot yeah it's over yeah um mm. so is it during golden week or is that a different thing no it's in like february march i think i could be completely wrong okay no wait i'd have to i have to ask my You'd wife to look but i think it is in the spring play. it has to be during baseball season well anyway okay. um because just thinking about how kevin kelly's really brought along guys like chris charlton and Gino Gambino and Rocky Romero to be like True. pretty legitimate color commentators. Um, maybe he hasn't really done the same yet for Alex Kozlov. I haven't heard a lot of Kozlov lately, um, but I haven't. Heard uh, I don't think he's great that things. great to be honest, but yeah, he's Rocky's friend. So that's probably part of it. I see effort there and I know there's knowledge, but I just don't think he's that good. I mean, I, I you know, maybe Kevin's in the middle of fixing him up pretty good, but um, I also know that, well, he used to be Aiden English has been doing a little commentary too. Oh, yeah, 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 Drama King. I think he's pretty good. Is he pretty? Yeah, he has a good voice for he's it. He's pretty stuff. good. Yeah, I feel like he kind of found his little niche there. Actually, he uh, definitely knows how to put these wrestlers over in New Japan. Kozlov uh, Koz- is okay. I'll say that, man. But okay. I would just say Kevin Ke- Kelly is like the Paul Heyman of wrestling announcers. He knows how to hide the weaknesses and, uh, you know 
get the strengths out there. Um, and I think with Gino Gambino, like the guy was terrible at first, but then he, you know, was working That's with true. Kelly enough and he turned out to be pretty good. Rocky too, um, was a little shaky when he first started doing it, but came together really, really well. And I, you know, I think a lot of that is a testament to the hard work those guys are doing. And also the, just the commitment that Kevin Kelly does to making them better. And especially having to deal with uh, a wrestling promotion that is still in the grips of COVID restrictions and yeah. uh, being able to go there and, you know, have to wait two weeks. That, that's all part of the hard work. I've heard that wrestling or in wrestling and as a non-wrestler could tell me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that travel is one of the hardest parts of wrestling. And I believe it, man. Um, so I, I even heard Roman Reigns recently say that. He loved all he was doing, bro. Every week was taking his personal bus up to Tampa wrestling and going home every night, every week, you know. And now yeah. he's got to fly and shit like that and go to fucking the Middle East, get some blood money. So, I mean, For the oil rumble. Um, now, <laughs> this is coming. I never from heard another, that coming from another non wrestler, but I could say like just if you've ever had like a a long commute. Uh, built into your your job um just think about all the kind of wear and tear that just does on you mentally um mm -hmm. so you let's say you have to drive an hour home every day from work and then you have to drive an hour in the morning to get to work i mean that's those are two that's hours my, that's my dad i mean he's been doing that for years those are two hours that bro you're not getting paid for you know you yeah. you're just like in your fucking car which can be stressful especially in la um so yeah i, I mean i've imagine, had dude. really nightmare commutes like that and then when you, you don't really realize it until you get another another job where it's not as bad and then you're like oh my god i cannot believe how much that commute was tearing me up and i didn't even realize it because mm. it feels like a whole mission just to get home so think yeah. about this you go 20 you're you're doing a house show on a thursday night in uh boston let's say and uh you know you go 30 minutes and then you have to get on a plane at five o'clock the next morning or sometimes right after the show uh or and you got a kid at home or more or less you have to drive two hours or something three hours right after to go to i don't know like providence rhode island i don't know what the the, the drive time is but you get the idea yeah and then you get on i mean and just having to constantly yeah, and then, you know... Especially with house shows, bro. That family. makes it so much worse. I mean, yeah, yeah. you got it. Like you said, you get your drive, you rent a car, you drive down to Providence, you get your hotel, you, you have to work out, right? You have to fit in the workout schedule. Yeah. Now the boys want to go grab dinner. You go grab dinner, you know, all this shit. Then you have to Whatever work, you have to be at... Town. And then uh, fucking Vince McMahon changes the schedule, rips apart the... Uh, rips up the, um, the, the, the show, and then redoes it, you know? I mean... It's and then grind. you're back on an airplane the next fucking day. I, I know Samoa Joe has it down, bro. I don't know if you've seen this, but he brings his Xbox with him. A lot like, of those guys do it. I've seen it. Sure yeah, uh, AJ does it too. Yeah. Xavier, yeah. They, they've got, like, the most expensive cases for their console and shit, you know? Yeah. they got mini TVs and stuff where they can play it in the airplane or whatever. But I'm sure, you know, don't get me wrong, of course, you know airplane flights and driving in cars is a lot more comfortable than it was in the 1970s True. and 80s but do still, all airplanes have know? tvs on tvs in every seat now or is that is that i've only flown to japan recently so and yes because that's an international flight but i don't know if 
you get one for all these domestic flights. But these guys got their iPads and phones, so they watch stuff. Well, uh, sure. that's that's true. You don't need the little thing. But I think huh? if they're flying, can you charge? Can you charge at your seat and stuff? Uh, can you charge your stuff on your seat? Yeah, I think there's a USB. I Is there a Wi-Fi so. now? Uh, not on the international flights, because um, they go over the ocean. Well, you could do satellite, though, but they would charge yeah. you so they much for that, I'm sure. Them, I think if you go on a plane, like if I flew to New York, I probably might have to pay for Wi-Fi. It's ridiculous, okay. but you might have to. But that, that is a whole thing, man. And like you said, it's become easier. Probably the easiest it ever has been considering all the resources you have. You know, you can just have your headphones on the whole time. You can wear a hoodie, put your face down. No one notices yeah. you. But that's a whole other part of it, too, is dealing with fans, especially if you're kind of an introvert. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that can uh, be kind of rough, man. So, I you know, imagine. I'll tell you what. Kenny Omega, he... he you know he's doing traveling now he's going back and forth and uh he went down to mexico and all that stuff and you know all this travel that he's done has actually resulted in something good he is it, it, it's good if it's kind of kayfabe a little bit but he's the pwi top 500 guy again did did you, did you know that yes i did because i as a matter of fact i received it in the mail yesterday what a few, a few weeks ago i tried to get one with when i was watching the boys and i was like hey let's go to some newsstands together and i couldn't find it so i decided to order it and it arrived in the mail yesterday and i love just uh, uh, actually with my second grader giving him a random number and he was reading me the little you know couple sentences on the whatever number the person was sweet well let me tell that's a good reading exercise dude how old how old is the kid he's seven okay so he's been reading for a few years but he still can practice right yes Okay, yeah, he's been good. Doing pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. Can he say the Japanese names? That would be funny, dude. He said Kota Ibushi and he said Shingo Takaki with no problem, but I think it's because we've. Nakajima um, might be a hard. Katsuhiko Nakajima would be a tough one Japanese, for him. He's Japanese, so maybe he gets it so that. But I have been True. having him. He's been liking watching Zack Sabre Jr. in the G1 here and there. I can't. You know what? I got my kid into Okada. And uh, it was funny because we watched a match, me and my kid. And just to remind people, this is a weird situation. I dated a girl and, you know, I, he was basically my kid, but she broke up with me. So he's not my kid anymore. So it's like I used right. to have a kid. Weird situation. But uh, he uh, we, he was so into Okada. And so we watched Goto and Okada. And I was like, no, we want Goto to win. He's like, no, Okada's going to win. And <laughs> Okada won, of course. So uh, he likes Zack Sabre Jr., huh? N yeah. No shame in that. Zack Sabre Jr. is awesome. Yeah. yeah, he ain't gonna so. win the G one, but I mean, hey, what well, what is Jack's what is Zach Junior on the list, bro? Um, he's I think he's a t hundred and something. Oh my god, that's sad. I think I saw him. Well, yeah, one hundred and one, which is kind of crazy because uh, wow, Wheeler Yuta at ninety six, great wrestler and promising, but I I I, I don't know. Well, Tanahashi is number 20-something, bro, right? 60. No, oh, Tanahashi's 62. And um, I like what, what uh, Dave Meltzer says. He says, do you really know 61 wrestlers better than Tanahashi? No. But I guess I it's a yearly. You know 10. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know it's if I know five. That year. Well, Keiji Muda is number 23, and then Ultimo Guerrero <sighs> is number 17. Ultimo Guerrero in CMLL, which is a company that's failing, and uh, he's, he's number seventeen. And I, I, and then Suwama, 
is number 18, and then Jericho, 19. So it's pretty clear the gimmick that they do is they just get the champions first, right? The champion. So is, is Roman Reigns number two? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, Roman had a pretty damn good year. So, I mean, this year, his heel work during the pandemic is, was fantastic. So well, I'm just saying, KG Muto did not have an incredible year as far as matches go, but he's the champion, so, of course, they're going to make him up yeah. there. Well, I, um, I'll just tell you the top five uh, is Omega Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Kota Ibushi. You know, for the mainstream, I, I guess that would work, but uh, there's some AEW guys that are missing that I wouldn't um, place Bobby Moxley Lashley with. Moxley is six. Osprey, ba- uh, Finn Balor is eight. Okay, Shigo but where, nine. Rich where's Swan MJF? Where's MJF? Rich Swan at 10, by the way. Well, that's because he's a champion, right? Yeah, he had a long run with the title. Uh, MJF is 26. Yeah, I feel like MJF should be in the top 10. He's the best. He's one of the best heels. But uh, this is PWI. And you know PWI has always been gimmicky, right? I mean, P- they used to do fake interviews and shit. You know about all that, right? Oh, absolutely. I don't take... And I just love looking at lists and numbers and then... I like it, too. I, I've I, never heard of. I think it's fun, man. But I know... I, I feel bad for PWI. And here's why. Because most sports have media and stuff like that right like they'll have a place for the photographers of sports illustrated to go but wwe doesn't let that like they don't let pwi go and photograph on the floor you know what i mean well not anymore well but here's the thing they didn't because they took over the magazine business themselves yeah remember that probably in the mid 90s right or the mid 90s and i bought those magazines and they were good but it's kind of sad they like got rid of wrestling media in a way they didn't because you still had wrestling observing stuff but they didn't treat it like real sports where it's like all right you got your press pass all the like you know in new japan like all the photographers are on the floor with their press passes and shit which is much more like a real sport but in wwe the whole treatment is more like a real sport so that's what you you get with it Nah, well, I guess I don't have photographers on the ground in fucking AEW and stuff, but I, I'm sure they let press in, and I'm sure they let press take pictures and stuff. So Yeah, I, I don't know either way, but I wouldn't be surprised. But I know WWE shut them out. But that's one of the things I loved about watching. Even in the Attitude Era, you'd have all those photographers around the ring, and that was just kind of an interesting element. Uh, it made it seem like it was I more like missed. a legit, like like it was some shit sure. was going down. Yeah. And and when I when I look read the PWG of back, or excuse me not PWG the PWI from like five years ago I remember all their pictures were clearly taken from like the top of the stands using a zoomed in uh, right. camera you know what I mean and I felt bad for the photographer like dude had to buy a seat <laughs> he didn't get any kind of treatment so I'm that's PWI look and see these WWE photos if they have any credit yeah they they must have bought these off of uh, it says. You know, WWE Incorporated all rights reserved. Oh, so they must have bought these from the w, uh, WWE. Well, at well, least WWE's selling them pictures, though, right? At least WWE's selling them pictures. I think for a while yeah. WWE wasn't even working with them at all. Uh, New so. Japan Pro Wrestling Ltd. for the Kota Ibushi. AEW says photo by Lee South slash AEW. So they probably have photographers. Then they buy the pictures from the AEW yeah. absolutely has photographers well, that like I, run around the I, ring. And the WWE, to be fair too, they were in the Thunderdome, and I'm pretty sure they weren't letting 
they wouldn't let press in there anyway. Cause well, if you remember, they kicked mean. they kicked someone out of NXT, bro. They kicked a guy out of NXT because they said he looked like a dirt sheet writer. And uh, did you know about that? No. And then they did the um, and uh, the uh, AEW dark tapings, and they made a joke about it. Like there was one guy taking pictures, and they were like, "Yeah, he's the press," you know. But it was okay. So whatever. PWI, I think that's cool though. Do you think Kenny Omega is the number one wrestler? Uh, yeah, yeah. For like had the best year last year, and um, I would say yeah. I mean, I think Roman is pretty safe at number two. Um, I, yeah, I'd I, have to really evaluate the list. I think uh, Tanahashi I would had love... a fantastic year last year. And of course, Shingo Takagi is like good Shingo, at every match. Shingo's in the top ten. That's that's obviously uh, fair. Um, I mean, Cody Rhodes at eleven. If you're you know including all the stuff he did outside the ring, Randy Orton, Big E, those are eleven, twelve, thirteen, and then you have Darby Allen, Tetsuya Naito at fifteen, Karrion Cross at sixteen. Um, it's interesting. Um, I feel, and you I got feel like, like that. I feel like one of those numbers. Hey, name, name the last couple. Of, okay, you said Big E. He would be much higher if this book was written like recently. Oh, but absolutely. you know, they finished writing that magazine of, like a, a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, look, you know, Will Osprey deserves to be in the top ten for sure. Moxley does too. Kota Ibushi does. Uh, you know, say what you want about uh, you know the, the WWE guys here: Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns. But if you spend well, I like all years. three of those guys. Huh? I like yeah. all three of those guys. If, if you spend the bulk of the year, obviously what you do in WWE is weighted because that's the biggest company in the world, whether we like it or yeah. not. Yeah. just is what it you're is. you're prominent in WWE, you got to be on this list because you have the biggest spotlight. Um, mm -hmm. You're in the biggest stage, no matter what we want to say. And who Roman knows? WWE might there. even pat you on the back for naming one of their guys. WWE likes that yeah. too, so, you know, get a little kickback. I could but. see Ro I could see Roman being number one in this. I, I Roman or Kenny, I, I can't be mad at either one of those being number one. Uh, Moxley number six. He had a great year. Did all kinds of crazy things. Osprey Moxley's Finn, had a great year. Moxley's great year. had a great year. Finn Balor. I love Finn Balor as much as anyone, but uh, uh, he's kind of. I don't think he's a done a ton. He went against Karrion Cross. He's had a lot of losses though, man. Yeah, and he he's, he did he's the NXT the thing. He's had great matches, and he's... I don't know if he's had, like, those big wins, but he's definitely been at the top of the card a few times. He's definitely been, like, a mid-level mid boss for a lot of these guys. Like, they got to go through him to get to get past it. And the Demon match was really great. Um, the ending was stupid, but whatever. The match yeah, was, was fucking pathetic. awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the One Osprey, of the better WWE matches I've seen in a long time. Osprey at number seven, I think, is solid for him. Uh... I haven't seen much of Rich Swan's work at ten, but I know he did spend no. a, a bulk of the year, um, you know, as the Impact Champion. Do 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 you remember when Rich Swan was in WWE and he did the cruiserweight thing and all that, and they did this whole story on him of his life and his past and everything he went through, and it was like super emotional. Did you ever catch that vignette yeah. they did? Uh, I saw him at PWG a couple times too, coming out to All Night Long by Lionel Richie. It was a great entrance that he had. All night long, all yeah. night. 
That's yes. great, man. Yeah, he well, had a great entrance. But you know, I and think what happened? happened he had a DV charge back in the day, right? With I think he's married to Sue Young, who is also an Impact talent. Okay. Um, but whatever, it was cleared up in whatever way, and you know, he's he's fine now. But yeah, I think WWE cut him around that time. Um, and that kind of does some of the top ten, and I guess I can take it through twenty. Uh, Cody Rhodes at 11, we kind of talked about that a second ago. He had the TNT thing, and he did a lot of kind of, if you're going to talk about behind-the-stage work and the stuff he's Cody Rhodes. The ring. Cody Rhodes is like is almost like, you know when you talk about the Queen of England, how the Queen yeah. doesn't really do a whole lot, uh, but she's the face? Well, Cody Rhodes actually does do a lot because he's like a, a, ex, a vice one of the vice presidents, but he's also kind of a face of AEW and... I mean, he does his own side stuff, but he's always advertising AEW, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of his thing. So he tattooed his thing on his neck. Uh, so even though he might not have the best year ever with matches, he always plays his role, and he always shows up every now and then. And he's not there constantly, but he's always playing his role, and right now he's in a feud with Malachi Black, and these are spoilers out also. So uh, he's about yeah. to have another match with Malachi Black. Okay. So. Yeah, and like I've said this to people before, his wrestling character that he's using right now um, is such a like kind of eighty style rah rah baby face that it's almost like a heel in today's age, and I'm not sure how it's working, but I do appreciate all the things he's done for AEW, and I do think he's a pretty he's a pretty good wrestler too. He's so he said he will bad. never ever go heel, um, so I, it's kind yeah. of a John Cena type of situation. And also, uh, I think he said that on Dynamite on Saturday, but he said it before. But he does wrestle heel if people like his opponent. He wrestles heel against Malachi Black. You know what? He can be, you know, I've heard other people say he's just, he's playing fifth dimensional chess with us. And he's, (laughs) you know, he's, uh, he's kind of doing this. He's a heel, but he's doing it in such an underhanded way, maybe. Who knows? But, um... Anyways, and then you got Randy Orton at 12, and that's hard to argue, I guess. Um, you know, he had a pretty good year, um, although his I don't like – I'm not a huge fan of Randy Orton, man, but I'll tell you this. Uh, the dude really doesn't have great matches. He has good matches and pretty good matches. Sometimes he has great matches, like if they're edited. Um, <laughs> so, like – but, you know what, I mean – I would love to see him work with a guy like Okada or Kenny Omega or – just to have a real match with like an AJ Styles, because um, I really think he could really have a good match with a good dance partner. And to be honest well, with you, he's got one of the most iconic finishing moves in all of wrestling. He does, he does, and a pretty iconic entrance in a way um, with all the stuff he does. He's definitely, yeah. but he is a WWE guy through and through. He doesn't yeah. know how to wrestle any other style, um, you know. But I really and think why he could would if he, he was pushed. Um, I'd love really to see it. Good. We'll never he's, see it. But he's well, so yeah, effortless that he looks lazy at times. You know, he is. He does it pretty effortlessly. I'll say, and yeah. he's got some great finishers. His curb stomp transition into the RKO at I think WrestleMania was fucking oh, incredible. And, and, and uh, I've always liked the drape DDT he uses too. That's that's a great move too. It's yeah. annoying how every fucking time he does it, it's called Vintage Orton. Yeah. But here's the thing. Well, that's we, not uh, 
<laughs> he is good. You know, when I first got back into wrestling, man, it was like him versus John Cena in Hell in a Cell cage match or whatever. And I remember I was like, oh, this match sounds cool. And everyone was telling me, dude, this is like the 10th fucking match they've had like this. Right. They said no one cares. And John <laughs> Cena won. So whatever. So who's next after uh, uh, the Viper? Biggie. 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 Biggie should be a couple spots up. But l- confirm this for me. Your magazine says December on it, right? Yes, sir. And um, so this is when he had the brief. He had the briefcase. So, I mean. Um, I hope they give him a big run. I hope they give him a nice run. Uh, I hope they don't short it, change it like they did with Kofi, because I thought Kofi deserved better. I, I don't, man. I think Kofi, honestly, they gave him a few chances, and he kind of showed that he was not the main event guy. I, honestly, I think that, like, I think they gave him his chance, but they did treat him badly with Brock Lesnar, and he did deserve better than that, for sure. So but let's not see Biggie getting squashed. I did watch The Undertaker, uh, Escape The Undertaker on Netflix, where you choose your own adventure with a new day. Let's get a quick review. Let's get a quick review of this. It it was cute. It was fun. I I enjoyed it. I like. It was funny. I bet you it was funny as fuck on because The New Day is so entertaining. The New Day is very entertaining. Uh, The Undertaker stuff was completely cheesy, but I... Does Austin Creed or whatever, does he like freak out and get super scared and run away like... Not no, not really. But um, I don't know. I, maybe I didn't choose the path where that happens, or we didn't choose the path that happens. Can you now? Can I, you die? Is this real? Choose your own adventure. No. Can Biggie um, get skewered by a fucking pole? I know that the others choose your adventure. The kids used to play was with with Bear Grylls. That he has one on on Netflix as well. But um, there's a Minecraft no, one too. I think there's probably some things happen where. They get possessed or whatever. I, I, I don't know. It's just so silly, but it's fun. Um, I would definitely recommend it, especially if maybe you get high or something and do it. You'll probably love it. Um, <laughs> That's a great idea. Hang on. Let me write that. But re- real talk, though, you cannot die like old school Choose Your Own Adventure. No, no, no. I don't think so. It's you not you like, think they you know, should have added that where, like, you if you're Kofi and you pick you, something, you it, could fall into a pit? if they wanted to make it E for everyone. I don't think they okay. were going to do that. Um. Okay, so number 14 is Darby Allen. Had a great year, was a huge baby face. Um, I, I got a quick question. I, I know you want to move on from this Undertaker thing, and I yeah. am going to do it, but okay. real quick. So the Undertaker, they, he is scaring the shit out of them, though. That's the thing, right? Not the Undertaker really. Is... I mean, a little bit, but I mean, I don't know. The Undertaker, it's like there's really... Yeah, you just got to watch scary, it and, fe- and, and, and and just go experience it not, yourself. Yeah, um, okay. it's so cheesy, and I've always kind of you know different iterations of the Undertaker aside, the Undertaker was kind of based on a cheesy concept. Yeah, to begin with, um, the Dead Man. Uh, it was a, it was a one of the the most over quote unquote gimmick wrestlers ever, right? Fair to say. Yep. I've never oh, yeah. been a... I've never... I've always... I probably said this on the show before. Always appreciated The Undertaker for what he's done for wrestling. And, and I will... He is a very iconic character. I've just never been like a huge, huge Undertaker fan. Ooh, um, that's rare. I know. I feel and like I, everyone I, loves I The Undertaker. I don't dislike him. 
I've just never been like enamored by him. He's never been in my like favorite wrestler list or. Did you I, watch yeah. The Undertaker when he first started? Like, did were you watching wrestling, yeah, or yeah. do you have any memories of this? Because that yeah. might have something to do with it. Because he sucked when he first started, um, dude. Like his matches uh, were absolutely terrible. Now we might not have known what a good match was back then, though. I was I was a little more drawn to just Paul Bearer, like how okay how cool and creepy he was. Not cool, but how creepy and outrageous paul bear was and paul bear was pretty much like i thought when i was a kid like Whoa! this is just yeah under like i always just thought that paul bear was controlling him like this is just paul Ooh. bear's henchman you know i remember when the smoke came out of the urn shit i right. was like oh shit the the fucking <laughs> spirit but is coming out he did do some stuff along the way where i thought like oh this is crazy and that's when he was doing that ministry undertaker stuff and when he was kidnapping daughters and you know all that <laughs> well, stuff. Well, let's that say the dude, the dude eventually started doing fucking like kidnapping top, people. Well, no, I was gonna say top jumps over the top rope, flips and stuff. No, like no, that, no. So. Don't. That was all good stuff. And you know, obviously, he was involved in one of the most iconic wrestling matches of all time with that Hell in the Cell with uh, with Mick Foley. And I know he didn't quite take the abuse that Mick Foley did in that match, but mm-hmm. he didn't no, come not out of that quite. And he was working with a broken ankle in that match, I believe. Um, no, he took some punishment in that match, too. And, no, like I said, I totally appreciate him. But just as from a character standpoint, he was never anyone that I got super excited about. Okay. Um, that's even really even today, even, like, when he went against Lesnar at SummerSlam, you weren't, like, no, ridiculously I, hype? Okay. I was kind of tired of seeing him out there. Um, to be honest, but no, I understand why people still love seeing him. He's one of the most iconic ones ever. Well, I'll tell you this. I want to say one thing. When Lesnar kicked out of the tombstone on the wood, that was stupid. Like, you know, don't (laughs) kick out of the wood tombstone on the wood. That's fucking, come on, dude. If anything (laughs) should kill someone, right? Like, so, all right, Tetsuya Naito's number 15 currently sitting with an injury. So if if they would have known about today, he might have, been more like 20 or something well no this is 15 he probably would have slipped a lot um you know i he did hold he did have the double titles up until wrestle kingdom this year right and then he was kind of working he got the tag titles did naito really have that great of a year i mean okay he was in some great tag team matches for sure like a few i don't remember how he did in the new japan cup Um, yeah i don't remember but i'm not honestly man Naito, I wouldn't. I don't know about fifteen, bro. Like, I, I might. Yes, he's a great wrestler, but I don't know. Like, if the you're people just around going, him, like Big E, has done a lot more this year. If you're and I know he's just a, strictly going off of popularity, being a uh, part of this formula, then he is still, you know, in the top three or four most popular wrestlers in New Japan. Big draw, great wrestler, in the, in the second former or third champion. biggest company of the world. So. Um, and the other okay. one, 16, was carrying Cross, and uh, that must have been It's because he's champion. It's because he was champion, heat. bro. Yeah, he had a pretty somewhat dominant run before they slipped and slide with him uh, on the main roster. And Ultima, Ultimo Guerrero, I just don't know enough about him, but he's so, 16. Ultimo Guerrero wrestles for CMLL. Um, I believe he's still wrestling for them. I don't think he wrestles for AAA. I think he's a CML lifer guy, I believe. But I'll say this. He, uh, you know, he's probably a champion. That's my guess. That's why they have him on the list, right? 
Um, so, but CMLL's had a tough year. So, my guess, and I'm confirming that right now, is that he's uh, he's champion. Um, I can't find it, but his first 500 ranking. Really? He's been wrestling for 30 years. Well, he did have a match. Ugh. I get it mixed up, man, because he had a really bloody match, but I think that was like Triplemania like a couple years ago. So I, I don't know, bro. I'm not really Anyways. sure for all this, They but they want to represent all the different areas, right? I would have gone with like a Psycho Clown or a Chessman instead of Ultimo Guerrero, but whatever. Do you know Who's who next? Suwama is? Yeah, Suwama had a great year. Suwama was the AJPW champion, and uh, he was the dude that finally dethroned Kento Miyahara. Now, he's had good matches this year, which were actually made much worse by the ref. The ref there is a legend, but he's so old and slow. Um, but Suwama himself is old, and he had a great run. Um, he did have to get rid of the belt, though, because he got COVID. That's what so, yeah, it says here. Dude had to drop the belt. And that belt was picked up by Jake Lee. So, Suwama was champion this year. I think the biggest part is that he had a great run, like a good run, where he was defending it a lot. And he did dethrone Kento Miyahara. So, it's, it's, that's a pretty good place for Suwama, I would say. Uh, Chris Jericho at 19. Chris Jericho's awesome, dude. I, yeah. I, he's not a, I mean, he should be in the, I don't know. He should be higher than that, dude. Chris Jericho, how many feuds has he been in that is just like this year alone, you know, without the yeah. championship? He's doing all this crazy shit and touring. Um, well, that's not wrestling related, but. <laughs> and then Jonathan Gresham at 20. What do you think about that? Um, from what I've seen from Jonathan Gresham, he's pretty awesome. Um, I think it was he their pure champion? Yep. Um, a lot of PWG work lately. He was I in the best he, of the Super Juniors two yeah. years ago. Was he? Is in that the where best you? Where you? Is that where you remember him from? Yeah, he did no, best of the I Super just, Juniors when uh, it was the year with uh, um, Will Osprey and Shingo. Oh, um, maybe I do recall that. Um, you know, I think PWG is when I hear of, and then ROH is you know. So Jonathan. Jonathan Gresham, I think he is 33, so he's not, like, super young. But yeah. he's he's one of those three or four people that you talk about as being the best technical wrestlers in the world. And yeah. uh, I would love to see him go against Brian. I'd love to oh, see yeah. him go against Zach. Um, uh -huh. Dude is awesome. And he's he's kind of got the Cthulhu slash octopus thing going. He's like the octopus, right? right? So, yeah. uh He's 33, so I can't say, oh, he's got all sorts of potential. But, I mean, he does. He's got time left. He, he's got time left. So. And then, it, you know, it kind of goes, I'll go to 25 just to. Go to 25, yeah. Yeah. After Orange that. Cassidy at 21. I think he's become. Cool. One of the most uh, popular babyface fan favorites. Um, Laredo Kid. Laredo Kid haven't seen a ton of him, but he had that match with Kenny Omega. He's also come done a lot of uh of guys kind of been back and forth he's done AEW a few times but his match with kenny omega um that was the big one he's good he's definitely good uh kg mudo i guess that's more KG of an ode mudo. to you know being a champion at what 58 60 years old right it has to be and he's he's got to be one of the top champions in the in a company that is like lower on this list 
because he's lower than Sawama, all the AEW, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm surprised he's not lower than um, Takeshita, who is better than him and wrestles for DDT. But uh, uh, Keiji Muto, he's, you look, bro, from what I've heard, the only reason he was champion is because of the booker of Noah loves him and wants to give him money. You know what I mean? Like, come on, uncle, fucking I'll pay you and you can work here. So <laughs> not um, that great of a year. Number 24 was Keith Lee. Barely wrestled this year, bro. Yeah. What's Uh, that? Where did that come from? I totally disagree with that, don't you? I mean... I mean, when was he NXT and North American champion? That wasn't last year, was it? It says here... He was in um, the Survivor Series last year. Um, Or was it two years ago where he was like the king of Survivor Series? And he uh, kicked ass. Okay, so it says about... Gifted Texan is a case for study and be careful what you wish for. After a successful run in NXT, where he held the heavyweight title, was called up to Raw only soon for a minute. sidelined by serious health issues, holds wins over Adam Cole, Andrade, and Sheamus. Yeah. So I don't know yeah, this why is, that... This is another one of those, he won the championship, so we're going to put him in the top spot. Dudes actually had a pretty bad Okada. year. Yeah. Yeah. And Okada is always should all. I think they were like, well, Okada always has to be in the top twenty-five. And, and just but, uh, since it's on the same page, it goes MJF after that, Braun Strowman, Walter, Evil, and Nick Aldis. Mm-hmm. Walter, Nick Aldis, another champion. They are very champion biased on this list, aren't they? Oh, Nick Aldis isn't champion anymore, but he uh, very he championship was when they biased. This. Well, it, it definitely was. I wonder if they, you know, with magazines, it actually takes a long time to make a magazine, so you have to make yeah. your like. December magazine, you have to start working on it in August or whatever. I wonder if this is their year-end awards. Is It is their year-end awards, right? Like, this is supposed to be all of 2021. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, what else we got to talk about? We I think we covered this. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I think I that's interesting. It, can, I love can, you, can you tell me, can we do one thing real quick, though? Yeah. Can we do 490 to 500? 490 to 500. Let's do this. I would love to. It was the the thing I want to know is if we even know these people. I that's what I love about this yeah. magazine. Okay, so number four ninety is John West. Never founder, heard of him. Founder of Black Wrestlers Matter, victorious at Black Wrestlers Matter two in a tag match with con artist against Moses and Raheem De La Suede. Now I've never seen the guy. I'm assuming he's on the list because of his political stuff, which is great. Um, that's what it sounds like. He won a match. So, um, four, 491. John he's West. A prom- he's a promoter, too. Okay. So, oh, Good here's job. one I know. This is funny, because a friend of mine who likes to skate sent me a picture. He went to go skating somewhere where he like, and uh, he took a picture with Ryan Nemeth. Skateboarding? Ryan Nemeth skateboarding. He's like, do you know this guy? And I'm like, yeah, that's Ryan Nemeth, you know, Dolph's brother. Uh-huh. Uh, well, he didn't know who Dolph was, but. I said that he's on AEW, and he's like, oh, I showed him your Instagram account, and he loves it kind of thing. Oh, sweet. So, Ryan Nemeth, Ryan Nemeth. 491. Um, 491. Good spot. He made it on the list. This may be his first time on the list, but uh, Ryan uh, Nemeth. Yeah. And, cool. yeah, uh, there's somebody we know. Um, 492 mm-hmm. is Dylan McQueen. Tra- I don't oh, he's know being, Dylan McQueen. He is currently being trained by Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. Would you be excited as fuck if you were on the like list at 495 for the first time? I'd be Probably, pretty hyped. Yeah. Be like, so, oh, yeah, uh, I made it. 493 is uh, Arthun Amada. 
Arthun. Arth, uh, it's A T H R U N. So I'm saying Arthrun. Um, Amada. There's no Wiki I'm getting a Gundam character here, so I don't think a Gundam <laughs> character is the top 500 wrestler. Arthrun so this is Amada. Arthrun. This these guys might be listening to this show. Shit. Yeah. The, the la uh, Amada, well, I mean, if you're listening to this, hey man, le, le, we'll right, have you on the show as a guest. Yeah, We'd love to have anybody on the list as a guest, by the way. So. Oh, we know. I know number uh, four ninety four, Swoggle. Swoggle. Yeah. Swoggle. Shout outs to Swoggle. Yeah. Horns. And Swoggle. you, That's you cool. know who took over Swoggle's spot? It's uh, the Jurassic Express kid, Marco Stunt. What's his? Marco Stunt. He's the new one. Okay, Swoggle. Yeah. Um. Well, this seems weird. Number four ninety five is Charles Manson. Charles Mason, excuse me. <laughs> the root of all evil wrestling villain is part of, is part Charles Manson, part Patrick Bateman. Uh, regular competitor at uh, Jersey Championship Wrestling, Maine's Limitless Wrestling, and Pennsylvania Pr Premier Wrestling. Upset so Lee Moriarty in a, April 24th. Moriarty? Yeah. Moriarty? Uh, I think it's Moriarty. Sorry. Ah, whatever. It's Moriarty, but, but, uh, I like yeah. this guy. I don't know him, but he sounds kind of cool. He's got a Dexter type of thing, except uh, with a little more Manson. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, down. We got. I think it looks like a DDT guy at 496. Antonio okay. Honda. Antonio Honda, comedy wrestler. Uh, not much to say. I mean, he he wrestled against Kenny Omega in Kenny Omega's comeback to DDT. Um, him and a female versus. Um, Omega. I'm sorry, we're not supposed to use the word female, I've heard. Did you know that? That's kind of getting what, what are we supposed on a sidebar. A uh, woman. Okay. It's fine. a woman. I, uh, you can say female, like a female this, well, or true, as though, an adjective. We don't, we don't say male wrestler. We don't say male. Or, he no, we male. don't just say he's a male. So yeah. I mean to say he's a woman, but uh, she's yeah. a woman. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Antonio Hanzo is a classic. He's been champion there for years. He's a classic comedy wrestler, but you don't get most of his jokes because he talks a lot. You know, he talks a lot of Japanese. So, um, right. and he looks like a white guy. All right, who's next? Antonio, uh, Mr. Iguana. Oh, we love Mr. Iguana on this podcast. Who is he again? He is from AAA. Um... And, not gonna uh, lie, I'm looking at pictures of this guy, bro, and he looks cool as hell. Can you Google him real quick, or should I send yeah. you one? No, no, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll type him in here. I'm not gonna lie, this dude's got a cool gimmick, bro. Is he like a? Uh, He's skinny. Little bit, little bit. Uh, let's see here. He carries around a stuffed iguana. Oh yeah, it's like uh bald okay yeah I'm that's kind of cool huh yeah I, I bet you he's not that great or nothing he probably wrestled once a year but uh he looks like he could be christopher daniels with face paint <laughs> all he right will well, be the next awesome. variation of curry man all right who's all right. next um robert martyr one no year idea. in the business uh south city stretcher they call him young grappler has already competed on mlw fusion um, okay. For Maine's Limitless Wrestling. Probably and a job Action I Wrestling in Georgia. Challenged Dominic Garini at IWTV Family Reunion. Defeated MV Young at G in GCW debut. GCW okay. is a, a company that's starting to 
uh, pick up. Uh, I feel like it has been for the last three or four years, and especially uh, they were one of the first indie promotions to start running after COVID. And uh, former, I think referee. they make a lot of money. Make a lot of money in GCW is my guess. Uh, former referee, I guess this Robert Martyr. Um, <laughs> okay. And then number four ninety nine is uh, oh this is one of Seth Rollins' students. It looks like um, Seth Rollins teaches. Yeah, Seth Rollins has a school. You didn't know that? It's in. Did not uh, know it's that. Called Black it, and Brave. Is in it in Iowa? Iowa? Uh huh. In Council Bluffs. Uh, uh, you know who Zicky Dice is. Mm-mm. Hard the name, but I don't know who they are. Uh, I think he was one of his trainees. You look up Zicky Dice. The guy's got a good look. He's kind of like got this '80s kind of, uh, you know, uh, '80s villain, high school movie kind of villain kind of looks. Um, Miami Vice s- drug dealer. Kind oh of yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's I see pretty it. good. I see it. Yeah, um, has a nice look. Uh, Kaya McKenna is who this is. Uh, it looks like a, it is a woman wrestler, good witch, displayed impressive technical ability after debuting last July. Um, picked up wins at uh, Camp Leapfrog and WWR Post Plus, whatever that means. Um, mm-hmm. Seemed poised to do well in ECWA Women's Super 8 before suffering a shoulder injury. And then 500 is Lulu Pencil. Of course. Lulu Pencil. So we already talked about her. Um, shout outs to Lulu and her hour Iron Man match with Chris Brooks in the basement or whatever the fuck they are. It might, it might this, be upstairs. And just because this is hilarious, number 480 is someone named Don't Die Miles. Oh, well, let's let's uh, let's help him and and, t- and tell him and remind him don't die, right? And, so. Aaron, and Aaron Hanare at four eighty three. But um, I'm gonna oh, look boy. up who this this don't die Miles is. I gotta tell you, dude. I just pulled up the five hundred list and looked up all my local guys, and none of them are on it. So shout outs to Denver Wrestling who can't get on the five hundred. So, um, not even Rocky Mountain Pro. That's what I'm looking up, Rocky Mountain Pro's top guys, and I don't... You know, but, but you know, who came from there? Fucking Dode, Dode, Otis came from Rocky Mountain Pro. Abaddon oh, came... Yeah, Abaddon oh, came from Rocky Mountain Pro. Solid. Um, Just uh, Aubrey Edwards worked in Rocky Mountain okay. Pro. That, um, that, that, to me, makes it a pretty legitimate promotion, then. No, it's, it's cool, dude. Their shows are cool. Like, they're... Uh, they have so many wrestling tropes there that they're so, they got like the big fat bald guy who's like the genius like background promoter who's kind of evil and also does commentary and they've got like a great announcer and stuff and their venues are good but uh yes they have talent from there but their ta- their current wrestlers I can't uh find anyone on there and that's okay um so that's the PWI 500 maybe will be on the list someday um I don't know what for but uh you know there's, but we read these last. I like the 490 to 500, brother, because here's the thing: in five years, if we're still doing this show, how cool would it be if one of those t- ten guys were like much higher on the list? And we I can would say, love to well, see shit. what the most uh, dramatic climb was, or you yeah, know, if anyone has been the lowest strength, the number a uh, number one guy was, you know, in their previous well, years before. You got it. It's like a Chris Samsa who does all the NJPW stats. Maybe Chris yeah, Samsa awesome. can get on on. Uh, on the the PWI list and give us all the stats. Highest riser, biggest drop, you know what I mean? Right. So that that's fun. Of course, me and Justin both know that the 500 list is 
it's kind of ridiculous, but we like it. It's just it's fun. It's fun. Come on. And we'll do the same. I, and you know what? We'll do the same thing when the Observer Awards come out and when the Match of the Year Awards for, uh, what's it called? For Voices well, of Wrestling come out. I would imagine that we would do our own version of that stuff as well. Ooh, that's true. Of, of course we are. And Very in fact, you know, now that, that we run a podcast, we might be able to, uh, and that you have your in-ring art, you might be able to get on some of those voting panels, actually. So um, Really? Well, what about you? It's possible. You're rapping about New Japan. You should get on yeah, I, I don't know. I asked Dave Meltzer, but I think he wants, like, serious, serious professional people. And oh. But I haven't asked Voices of Wrestling. They might let us do their uh, year-end match poll. So, I mean, uh, we'll see. I, um, I am And we'll do our own thing. 833 followers on Instagram. Like, that's not much. I, I, and I don't think they, they're all about followers. I think they just want people they know are going to take it seriously, you know? So, um, right. that's my guess. They don't want fucking New Japan Fan 69, this asshole that runs the New Japan Fan official quote-unquote account or whatever. Or Roman Reigns Rex it, uh, at Roman Reigns Rex it 63 or something. <laughs> exactly. So that guy uh, probably won't be the best. Sorry, i just seen some wrestling universes struggling on the fire stick, and I'm watching glitches here. I need to turn that off. Okay. What's wrestling universe? Wrestling Universe is DDT and Noah's uh, online streaming service, right? Oh. It's actually really good because it's they $10. Affiliated? DDP, DDT, Noah, and Tokyo Joshi Pro are all run by the same company. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So uh, they were, Noah was bought by Cyber, Cyber, whatever, Cyber Agent. I forgot what they're called. So, hmm. yeah, those, those are, are all this. Same same streaming service, so it's kind of cool because if you get if you do wrestling universe, you get like seven different fucking wrestling leagues. You got Gambare, Tokyo Joshi Pro, all that stuff. So, any listeners looking to get into DDT, there's there's where you do it. All right, what time is it? You got to eat pretty soon here. What what do yeah, you got on time? I'm about six fifteen my time, so I should probably get out there before my wife gets too upset, and we got to figure out dinner for the. Young okay, ones, well, but we'll, we're, we're a little we'll over an hour to, over together, so it's not too bad. Do you wanna you wanna talk a little bit yeah. about something else real quick? Okay, cool. So, um, that was the PW Top Five Hundred. I, I kind of want to talk about AEW a little bit. Um, yeah. Are Are you? Uh, did you watch Rampage last night? Okay. Um, or Dynamite. I, Dynamite was last night. What have Dynamite, you seen, if no. anything? I will be honest with you. This this um, year, I took a leap and did something I've always wanted to do, which was become a season ticket holder for the Los Angeles Kings. You uh, got season team. tickets, bro? Yeah. I, I, I split them with a friend. Uh, okay, you split them really, with a friend. We got a really good deal. Um, Is this over $1,000? No, less. Okay, not um, over $1,000. Basically, good. we got $20 per game. Um, and you know, we're paying basically me and him, we're splitting the two tickets and we're paying about a hundred dollars a month started in August and goes until February. If you're a big Kings fan, bro, that's a great goal to get, especially you split it with the friends. So you're not, you're not, you don't have to be at every single game and then you lose your money if you miss a game or sell it, you know? We can sell Do you sell your tickets if you miss a game? Yeah, I was going to um, say. Well, I had the two preseason games, and I just gave those away, the first one to someone, and I took my son to the second one. 
the first regular Sweet. season game was Thursday. I went with my friend, and he had already told me I can't go to any of the Saturday games. Um, so I took my uncle on Saturday, and they're not back home until the 28th, and we'll probably both go. And then that weekend, there's two more games, and I'm going to take my son to one, one of my sons to one, he's going to take his son to the other. So we have a spreadsheet where we're going to work out who awesome. gets what games, and, and hopefully and a quick, it'll all even out. Quick question for those unaware. What's the vibe like at a, at a Kings game? It must be pretty good, huh? It's L.A. It's L.A. This Saturday, uh, the opening night was, was, uh, was crazy. Um, but okay. Saturday was a little more chill because I think because the Dodgers were playing at the same time. Um, in the playoffs, uh, playoffs. So, yeah yeah so the dodgers um this is a dodge uh, this is a laker town number one and then the dodgers um and then there's kind uh, of everyone else sports wise no one really cares about football in la huh? um i think the rams it's are kind of sad a, a following the rams are probably the top team because they, they've only been back here a few years but the uh, raiders the rams, are also really popular for la right like even yeah. though they're in las vegas well in a way the raiders are popular everywhere but yeah the raiders um, are popular. Uh, the Chargers are starting to get a little bit, but not as much as the, I think the Rams are. The it's clear it's whatever team's going to do better. I feel bad for you guys in LA because you've had such a fucked up shuffle of football teams over the years. It's almost weird that a team never really found its home there permanently for so long. I'm sure there's all sorts of politics that went behind that. Well, but, um, they have a, a big, beautiful stadium now, so the Chargers and the, and the Rams are going to be there for many, many years to come. That's for sure. Okay. Um, so anyway, that being said, I didn't really get a lot of chances to, to watch AEW this week because I was pretty much preoccupied um, with LA Kings hockey this weekend. And, and I can't blame you for that. That sounds exciting as fuck. I, I, but I've, I, did yeah. say, I did see Suzuki and Brian Danielson, and that was outstanding. Ooh, okay. It's great. I'm, uh, now, I'm looking up the uh, spoilers for this show. Actually, they're, well, I'm just... You know, it's just the event itself, uh, Dynamite, because um, I watched most of it. So I, I can't find them. I'll just tell you real quick. One thing I really love about the show is the MMA angle going on. I think it's so cool. <laughs> what do you think of that, man? I mean, and you're not now. You the guys know the the fans of us know you're not a massive MMA guy, and, no. and I'm not massive either. But I think I know a little more about MMA than you. But you do you do. know Junior Dos Santos or do you know I, Masvidal? I've heard the names. I've heard Masvidal. I've heard. I've heard the names. Um, I, the faces that I see, I recognize. Now, do you know the Masvidal story and uh, why he does the knee and all that stuff? Not really. No, I know okay. he does the knee. Well, the the thing is, this was such a ridiculously fast match that. Uh, I can you can watch the the whole match right now, okay? It was literally less than ten seconds with his Masvidal. So let me find it. But okay. I will so, say that the Dan Lambert guy has this kind of like your dad's friend, your dad's douchey friend, or your friend's douchey dad's kind of. I've right heard a lot of people saying he's to him. He does. I've heard he's playing Jim Cornette, but he's different from Jim Cornette. Uh, but I love him because once he starts yelling, dude, no matter how much the crowd is booing, he just talks and he never stutters. Yeah. He never goes. Uh, he never says, um, this dude just goes off, man. Yeah, he's um, embracing so, that heel role and uh, very hateable. And yeah, he's doing a good job with that. That's for sure. So last night uh, it was awesome because he and by the way, I got to say, man, fucking 
Paige Van Zandt, I always knew she was a beautiful lady, but she looked amazing physically on Dynamite, and she's a great heel. But uh, that's kind of a, a side thing. But uh, yeah, Dan Lambert came out. They did their thing. Um, the Pride and Powerful, Proud and Powerful came in for the save. Santana and Ortiz, they ran away. And it was funny because Dan Lambert goes, do you know how many championships we've brought to this city? I'm leaving this trash hole I used to call my home. And, you know, they all boo him and stuff. So um, it looks like they're aiming for something. And... I just love the way that AEW has actually pulled these MMA guys in. They're they're having a little angle. I don't think I've seen that in uh, Raw because in WWE, I don't think they have a good relationship with uh, UFC. Um, didn't they bring in, like, Cain Velasquez for a minute? They, they did, and... but here's the thing with this, man. Like, yes, they brought in Cain Velasquez. They brought in a boxer. I just... I just, it was different. I mean, this one, you have a whole team of people. And also, dude, uh, Masvidal is a bigger star than Kane right now and, and was a few years ago. No, I so, think it seems like uh, what's the difference? Like, this is just from my perspective, not knowing what the hell's going on or who these guys are. But is it my perspective that when the WWE brings these guys in, they're already kind of has-beens? Uh, they're already past their UFC career where Masvidal and all these other guys are, the uh, are still prime. fighting. Now, not necessarily Dos Santos, but yeah, Masvidal for sure. So I sent you this video of Masvidal. Started I, at 20 seconds. Started at 20 seconds. I, yeah, I saw him just knee the guy in the head. And it Did you see over. that? Did yeah. you see how fast that was? And yeah. so that's his give, That's he does his little V-trigger now. You know what I'm saying? Right. So... Um, That's his finish, I guess. He also won the Bad Mofo Championship from um, Diaz. So that was his other thing, which supposedly was going to be given to him by The Rock and stuff. So... Um, but I, I just like that, bro. It's kind of like, look, we know MMA and wrestling are different worlds, but we're yeah. kind of treating it like, okay, they both are badasses in a different way, right? Like the wrestlers, the good wrestlers can beat the MMA guys in this world. It took um, but a little convincing for me to, like, like look up, okay, why is are they aligning with uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page? And I knew that Scorpio Sky might have had some kind of MMA background, but I didn't know Ethan mm -hmm. Page did. Um, Ethan Page is a black belt, yeah, in what, Taekwondo but, or Karate or something. But this is what makes me think you might have someone like Jack Hager turn heel and go to that side at some point. Jake? Jake Hager, yeah. Jack, Jack Swagger? Jack Swagger. It's okay. Um, I still called Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Bryan Danielson. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but you don't call him Daniel Danielson, so. <laughs> I just call him Bryan because Bryan is right on both names. Either right, so. yeah. Um, but, ooh. You know what I just did? You know how Daniel-san, right? That's what Mr. Yeah. Miyagi. And he's the Daniel American Son. dragon. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ooh, you think he right knew now. that already? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. So um, you, but, okay, going back, uh, you look the MMA thing. I think it's cool. I'm interested in what they do. These MMA guys are not going to put on five star matches, but it's kind of a cool. It's just a storyline, you know. It's a fun storyline. I like the idea of the MMA guys. I said, "Fuck it, we'll beat your asses up," you know. But for to entertainment. me, to like, you know, we got Chris Jericho who's fifty, and then Masvidal should maul him. Like, but he, they're not getting those guys involved too but much. But that's yet. the thing, though. This is kayfabe wrestling world, bro. Where no, because Chris Jericho's a championship wrestler. He's fifty, but right. in storyline, he can still kick ass. You know, right? So, um, well, it's just I, like I guess when you know Conor McGregor 
you know, it gets into a, the ring with, you know, Floyd Mayweather, you know. He's playing Floyd's game right now, and when he does that, and if they were That's to have a, a shoot fight, about it. if they were to have a shoot fight, I would, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but would it, you know, if Connor would if, beat him up because he choked him out in twenty seconds, and, right? If they were having a shoot fight, he would be out in like no time at all, right? Is that yeah? And now we're we're known? in in wrestling where you can do things you can't do in MMA. You can stomp their head while they're on the ground. You know, right? You can elbow them like this, which is illegal in MMA. You so can I mean, Irish whip them. You can whip them. Well, you could do that in MMA. Irish, I just don't think they're going to keep whip. running. Yeah. Well, it has um, an effect. So. Anyways, you, um, but yeah, I think I think it's cool. Can we move real quick uh, to yeah. that uh, da- Danielson match? I mean, yeah, w- what a cool one, man! What oh, were your man. feelings? Did you did you watch it once or did you catch it a few times? I watched it one and a half times. So okay, I watched it at the laundromat on my iPhone 13 Mini Live, which was I got. Ooh, is that a new one? Yeah, you trade in your old phone for that. I had a 12 mini. I have the T-Mobile where you can get a new new phone every year. So, I went. I also just mini. got a brand new phone. So yeah, I got a. I got a Samsung A11. I buy cheap phones, dude. I I don't have the credit to buy any kind of fancy phone. Right. But uh, I'll, uh, without going on, I spent all fucking day trying to get a phone. We I had so many Facebook issues with people. This uh-huh. person canceled the sale because they thought they sold it to me already and so i couldn't get a hold of them anymore mm-hmm. then i went to best buy i went to all the f- t-mobile store i said hey you guys have a phone i could buy we don't carry anything under 300 dollars, sir so yeah but you uh, can do the i got payments i don't think i can with my credit bro oh, like i'm not going to go into detail on this on this but okay. Okay. i was crazy in college i was crazy in college dude so i know i got an a11 which is perfect for me because uh um, it just has everything I want, and it's fast, and so I can do all my shit without my phone slowing down. Did you so. buy that from a private party? Yeah, I bought it from a lady down the road, actually. Oh, nice. So um, It was cool. in so, new condition, though. That's great. Um, so, and you got your 13 mini, huh? Yeah. So it's the iPhone 13, but it's smaller, right? A little more convenient. Yeah. I mean, just even for work, I have a 10R, right? And mm. that's my work phone, and then this is the mini. Did they give you that work phone? Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful Liger sticker. Show off that. Oh, sure. I don't know if I have any left, but yeah, I have it on the clear. Oh, that's, like, I that's an in-ring art sticker. Yeah. You still <laughs> got to send me some stickers. Brother. I do. You need to uh, DM me your address and I can send you a little care package. I wonder how much stuff I have left. I have to look. I wish I had something uh, that I could send you off to make something. Maybe I'll draw Whatever. something and send it to oh, YouTube. Right. Don't even worry um, about it. I got, I got some stickers left I could probably send you. Wow. Ooh, I like, is there Bret Hart there in a tattoo? I need, Nintendo? yes. Dude, you know what would be cool? If you could get foil stickers, too. You know I what I did, mean? I did. I had the foil of the... Oh, uh, okay. But these just ended up looking a lot better. I need to order some that more. That does look nice. Um, I think... Um, am I down to my last Bret? Oh, no. I think as long as I have another okay, I have two breaths. You're getting one. Just give me your. Did you say you're down to your last breath? No, I'm down to my last breath. I want to do a new run. I'm trying to figure out which ones. I think I'm gonna get Kenny. Uh, I might do almost strictly. I'm gonna do four again. So I'll probably do. This will be in a month or two. Um, I'm gonna get Kenny, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and one other person. Uh, Maybe. Now is the rumor. Is the rumor true that you will be drawing a true-to-life almost, almost, almost? 
that is no, true to life size? Because that's the rumor that was going around is that you were going to do a true to life almost. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because my uncle was asking me, what do you think of almost yesterday? And I don't really see much of him or I, I kind of knew what they were doing with him. And I think like, he's I cool. Know. He seems like a bit of a stiff from what I saw a few years ago or whatever it was. And he told me like, no, no, no. He goes, they're bringing him up really well. Uh, with what they're doing with him. Well, look and, at his partner is, dude. How yeah, can you not I, learn? I, well, what I said was, uh, like, maybe it's just because I'd rather see AJ Styles doing single stuff and having matches with, like, good you know, I like this phase. As, I like yeah. this little phase of AJ. Okay. I, I haven't really been fun. taking, but I'll take you and my uncle's word for it because you guys are pretty knowledgeable. And he's like, yeah, they're really bringing him along pretty well. Well, um, I'll put it this way, bro. They're heels and, like, they get cheered. So, I right. mean, they're kind of over. Um, so I, I think they're cool. But uh, quickly, let's go back to that Suzuki match. You watched yes. it uh, one time and a half. I watched yeah, it Yeah, I watched it on New Japan World last night when I got home from the game, but I kind of fell asleep and had to turn it off. So, Well, um, what what'd you think, man? What were oh, some of the highlights great. of the match for you? Well, the forearm that Daniel Bryan took and just knocked out and then the expression <laughs> on his face. And like you said, like I said, when you talk about great matches, you got to have that visual uh, to accompany yeah. it, to really put it into that category, and the, you know, he when his face, you know, lying down and just you know, like it. Was oh yeah, they got up in his face, and he looked super fucked up. He looked dude. super like the cobwebs got hit around, and it was just uh, there's your stunning visual to go along with a great match. And Suzuki, man, New Japan. I I, I imagine this is what happened. Is New Japan's like, hey, look, you know, we're not going to use you for the G1, or if we do. We're not going to put, you're going to, you know, be in the middle of the pack or whatever. Why don't you go to the United? And then maybe he said, hey, why don't I go to the U.S. and make some money? Well, he's and the top guy on the indies right now, bro. Like, he, he is, is the, the top, top guy, guy on the indie. Is he going to end up in the U.K. after this? I, I thought that was. Oh, I, I don't I don't know. That'd probably be smart of him. I know he's doing yeah. impact now, bro. The dude has is been he? everywhere. He's been doing. I mean, I should go see him. At, I'm a little afraid to go to these GCW shows. I know we talked about the Ukrainian Cultural Center, which is about, I don't oh, know, boy. 15 minute drive from where I live. But I'm a little afraid to go to those shows because number one, who's I'm he wrestling they won't let us in. Nick Gage. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> As much That's as I, crazy. I appreciate who Nick Cage is, I don't know if I want to witness one of those bloody matches in person. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know I think the crowd might be a bit much for me, dude. I don't. I can, I can deal. It's the size of the crowd that I worry about a little bit, and more of like they really are packing people into these shows when they shouldn't be right now. Um, although it's I just fine, know GCW but... has has a real edgy kind of crowd yeah, to it, and well, and it might be over, a bit much for me. They've been overselling their tickets. And then you'll oh, go shit. and you'll line up and you won't get in. And they end up refunding you or oh. giving you a ticket to another show. But I just don't want to be uh, in that kind of situation. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, that that would be fun. Me. But he is uh, one of the top guys in the indies. And he's on fucking TV, which is nuts. He's doing shows that... Well, actually, this time it was YouTube. So it was a little different. Um, but, yeah, it was a great match, dude. To me, this was like a G1 match, dude. That's why yeah. I loved it. It was like... What would happen if Brian was in the G1? This was such a New Japan-style match, bro. It was the most New Japan-style match that 
Brian's wrestled so far, and to me, they just said, fuck it, let's have a G1 match, because it, you had the forearms, and the forearms, and then just more forearms, and you know, that can get old, but with these guys, I was like, keep going at it, bro, and it kept getting faster with the forearms, faster, oh. faster, and they're kicking, and then the kicks, and the slaps to the chest, and the chops, and, and the ending was just, you know, you had all these counters, back and forth, God style, pile driver, sleeper, all this, and then boom, psycho knee, psycho knee it's over that's it i cannot One, two, wait three. to see daniel bryan in the g1 next year he's gonna be in it there's just no doubt if he's healthy and ready to go he's gonna be in the g1 next year he he got a, he's got a kid though bro he's got but a he kid he wants to go in so do a lot of those guys in there um there's a lot so, of guys i how much would you love bro if aew made a whole angle like we're sending our boys to japan and they did a whole documentary about saying japan and then every week they got we got updates on dynamite like oh daniel bryan this I week i think they beat. should be doing it now i think they should be doing little g1 plugs just as a favor and building up to it i would love it if they did that and if they, i don't know if they'd be doing that now on aew bro and but. they would be like, these guys are over there representing AEW. Exactly. They are, they are going I would to the love most, that. They are going to the most uh, strenuous, uh, you know, tournament in, in the world. And they're representing AEW there. That would be... Exactly, awesome. bro. You you can send a top guy, and then you can send a mid guy. You can send a freaking Ethan Page or whatever with, you know, and with a, a Moxley or a, a Brian. And you can even have qualifying matches on AEW television to promote it. There you go. You Ooh, what if a, you did a qualifying match to get to the G1? What like, who wants Owen, to go to the G1? If, what if this Owen Hart Cup is to Ooh. send someone to the G1? Or what if the ranking system is like what they do with English soccer, where if you finish in the top three, you get to go to the Champions League or whatever. Yeah. Or the Europa Cup. like be... they. Um, yeah. If you're a top I think two, those are all you get to go ideas. to the G1. I mean, I would love that. You know, not only does it play to the statistics, um, but it brings awareness of AEW to Japan and vice versa. And, and, it, and it makes your really guys look like stars, bro, because yeah. it's like these guys are going across the world to wrestle. You know, they did that in the early 90s, but you couldn't watch those wrestling shows unless you got the tape and shit like that. Now yeah. it's like we're sending our boys and the AEW casuals see these tournaments and they're like, I want to see my boys in Japan kick ass, you know? Right. So right. Um, it's just such a great idea, man, that this relationship, if it opens up, uh, do you know what the numbers look like in Japan now? I haven't checked in um, forever. They're very low. Um, I know that I heard that. Um, I can't remember. Kevin Kelly was saying that uh, that they had under a hundred cases in Tokyo uh, for a day, and it hadn't been like that wow. for like a year and a half or something. Or like. So, what do you think it's going to take to let the fans be able to vocalize again? Um, well, to me, I'm I'm ready for it. They're, they they lifted the state of emergency there, but they're a very 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 cautious society. Cautious. So honestly, the answer is time, is what it's yeah. going to take. And I'm hoping by next summer, um, that it, I'm hoping I by this winter, brother. I want this, Tokyo Dome with crowds screaming, and it probably won't. I I don't think that is. I think sometime next year is is a, is a a guarantee is pretty much a guarantee unless this takes a maybe sp during springtime would be a um, good that would be at the earliest i think by next g1 in the summer you might have it um because okay. you, you know i really think with the three night 
Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom they're doing that they're trying to stretch things out a little bit to get more people to be able to go. They they are, and they're trying to get more money by stretching that out too. If they can only fit so many and, people one night, they want. And it's two yeah. Tokyo Domes and one somewhere else. I forgot. What uh, Yokohama Arena or Yokohama something. Arena. Something okay. like that. And um, Yokohama's a skip and a jump from Tokyo anyway, so it's, it's not all that in far. The to- it's in the Tokyo metropolitan yeah. area, I believe. So, um, Yeah, we'll see. I don't think it'll be this year. I mean, this next year's Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, however, I do think um, it's coming next year by the summer, as long as this doesn't take an uptick. But if... The United States was ha- well. We're screaming and yelling at games now, but we're supposed to wear masks. Um, well, and let's be honest. It, um, Go ahead. I had to show my vaccination card to get okay. into uh, the Kings game. You either have to show a vaccination Good. card or a positive or, te- or a negative test. A negative test, but they give you a rapid test right there in the parking. Oh lot. wow! For, does and it cost you money? No, it's free. I'm surprised by that, bro. I'd make yeah. those fuckers pay if they don't want to get vaccinated. Sorry, let's yeah. not get too political here, but well, you, you did have what, to though? show your card. I will also say, what if you forgot your vaccination card or you don't have it okay. with you? That's then true. you have an option of going to get a test. Um, what happens so if you lose assume, your vaccination card, bro? Uh, you know, I have one on my phone. Like, they texted, like, the state of California put it in my wallet. Oh, because, like, for me, dude, I got one at, like, our arena in town, like, our where SmackDown goes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got the other one at Safeway at across town. So I'd have to go to, like, both those places. Yeah, like, I have this, like, on my phone that has my first oh, wow. two. But then my card itself has, well, basically. You got your booster. But the booster don't yeah. matter, though, to them. Booster doesn't matter. So what I what I know a lot of places like Office Depot and stuff around here will do is, like, they'll laminate your card for free and make a copy for you. So that's what I did with the. They'll laminate it for free. They'll make a copy, laminate the copy in, in for free, yeah. But um, anyways. Um, I'll hit up Staples and see if they'll do that. But in the in the in Staples Center in LA, you're supposed to wear a mask. And when if you're not actively eating or drinking, and I and how many say, people do half? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, um, and it's hard to blame. They're not really enforcing it, it sucks, so yeah, but yeah. You have to wear it going in. Obviously, they won't let you in without it on. But yeah, you can't go around. But I would say about half. But you know, if I'm fully vaccinated, have three shots, I should be okay. Um, I think right. you'll be okay. the The chances are that you will most likely be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. good man. So let's see. Uh, Kings game was pretty good. We talked about that match. A little bit more stuff on Rampage and Dynamite. They were both good. Dynamite. I did not see the trios match, which I heard was great. So the Super Click versus the Dark Order, and I think I the Dark Order might have won it, bro. I did see the so, spot where uh, Silver and uh, what's his tag partner's name uh, uh, kissed Reynolds? Adam Cole. Yeah, they kissed Adam Cole oh, instead of the young Oh wow, so I thought it was pretty hilarious. That that's that and sounds Adam like Cole fun. like looked over like yeah you should it was they got the clip on there. Yeah, and Adam Cole who is just fitting like a glove into AEW, uh, probably one of the best people they've hired that just so belongs there where Brian it seems a little like he's I'm I'm getting used to him in the role it's still awkward to see him in AEW all, to me honestly all they need in AEW now is Kevin Steen to be in the elite Oof. the young bucks you get Matt Rushmore back 
I think that would yeah. be awesome. Kevin Steen a good baby face though too though. So yeah, but, but he is a very good heel. That's what the flexibility comes. It could be an eventual turn later, or maybe you have the elite Yeah, all those guys will be baby bit. faces eventually for sure. So yeah. especially when Kota Bushi comes to AEW and all that stuff. So you ain't gonna okay. see him acting like a heel, right? I still am waiting till when we have uh, Kenny Omega in the ring and we hear the change drop. I mean, <laughs> oh god, that's awesome like an all moment. that's like an all out moment right there. Dude. I know. But, uh, like in, but in, hey, in he, uh, he, March or April, Kenny's given his promo after he just beat I don't know, Daniel Bryan or Hangman and then you hear And the he says drop. no one no one can yes, I've, I've, I've killed all of these everyone. people. No one compares to me there's not a wrestler in the world that has any chance and then you hear the change yeah that will be you imagine yeah that would i think that's no i don't even want to talk i don't even want to talk about it because it sounds like such a great moment like let's just like let it happen but the change drop and then you're like no way or even watch it get spoiled for us or hearing tanahashi's music would be awesome how how would you feel if He's defending that would, title AEW at some point, I think. How would you feel if Omega was like, I can't, you know, I've wrestled everybody, I've kicked everyone's ass, and then all of a sudden you hear, ass, ass, feet, feet, and Juice Robinson runs into the ring. Whatever. Does it say uh, ass, ass, feet, feet? I don't know what it says. Okay. Um, I just found out that uh, Ibushi's music Robinson, says, but... Golden Star! I just found that out. Um, I didn't know that either. Um, so Juice, I love Juice Robinson. I don't know if he's primed for that spot yet, but uh, the flamboyant but, hey, Juice Robinson. The, 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 the flamboyant hey man, Juice Robinson. I will say, like I said, when I was in that G1 I went to, Juice was probably the most popular Gaijin wrestler on, you know, on the roster. Well. Like, he got the biggest fan reaction, <laughs> and, and uh, they love him over there. And I, I like Juice, too. Juice, uh, Juice is good. I have this little weird thing about him where it seems like he almost don't care much about wrestling until he wrestles. Like, he, he's, I don't he's know, a bro. Very underrated promo too. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he's so underrated. I think people have called him out for being great. Oh, uh, he's awesome. at his promos. I mean, he's cried and stuff during promos. He's uh, he is so a he shit his he, pants. <laughs> that was funny too. He definitely doesn't seem like he's acting during his promos. No, that it's way. so Dude, just pure and that's what i love about his promos is like he's speaking right from the heart and just good spontaneous stuff and honesty yeah he's a huge baby face of kind of putting the right light um i think the blues brothers thing bothered me a little he bit look like um i got the shirt because i love the blues brothers one of my favorite movies of all time doesn't great movie he, doesn't he look like maybe this one he he reminds me of bo dallas yeah Similar yeah, it reminds me voice. of Bo Dallas. I mean, they, I think they look he's alike much better than alike. Bo Dallas. I loved Bo Dallas when his little run. I Oof. thought he was great. I what you like the beat? Do you like the B team with fucking that? They not were so much champions. When they, when they brought him in as the undefeated and he was running around the ring celebrating after every move, I thought that was great stuff. Did you like him when he was Bo Leave in NXT? You know he was champion, dude. I did. I heard I liked, he would give. I heard. I heard he would give like PowerPoint presentations and stuff. I had my Bolive uh, shirt in the cart a few different times at the WWE shop and never got to it. But even oh. Bo, 
Bo Dallas was someone my wife was like, oh, he's kind of funny, but he I loved his the smile, like kind of that. He would have been great eventually joining the Wyatt family too. I wish they. I think he yeah. was a really talented guy, very young, and now he's running a farm with uh, what's her name? Really, he's running a farm with uh, Liv Morgan. No, somebody. No, yeah, seriously. If he's got these cooking videos on YouTube and stuff, and uh, I think he's. Um, who was the one that used to date Enzo? Liv Morgan, right? I, I have think, no clue. I, I know they're both from like a similar area. Keep going. In, yeah, they're from like the Everglades or whatever. But um, oh, they're or something. from New Jersey, dude. No, he's not. That's Bray where Wyatt? Liv Morgan's from. Liv Morgan's from. No, New yeah. Like oh, I know. Well, then I guess they're not from the same area because. Uh, um, let me look up about Dallas. Wyatt's probably from the south because he's his family is all wrestlers. Um, he was born in Brooksville, Florida. So like the Panhandle, you know, of Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's only thirty-one years old. Dang, man. No way. Taylor wow. Michael Rotunda. Only thirty-one. He was so young when he was NXT champ. I know. I didn't realize he was so young. He's a, he kind of has a more mature look. I mean, uh, he's a he's a thick kind of guy. Not he's not like fat or anything like that. But he's a thick no. his thick face, just like his brother. So uh, they look a little older and stuff. I'm hey, before you, he we looks like Juice Robinson a little bit. <laughs> a little he bit. Really I could see that. Yeah. Uh, two like things, be brothers. Two things before we get out of here. Actually, yeah. three. Because what? First, what are you eating? You gonna eat anything good for dinner? I don't know yet. I'm gonna go out there and probably like we gotta get dinner going for the boys. And I went to Trader Joe's and oh, I was gonna make a recommendation for you. Do you have Trader yeah. Joe's? Trader Joe's. We do. We do. No alcohol there. Uh, no alcohol there. But we have a small Trader Joe's. Okay, this is kind of funny then. Um, they have a Bloody Mary salsa that I picked up today. Ooh. That is really good. Of course, there's no alcohol in it, but. No, nah. I love. Legit. I'm a salsa connoisseur, bro. I I love good salsa. I have. Uh, I buy this stuff called uh, Mateo's. That's pretty expensive, but it, it's very good. So I'll try this Bloody Mary. So I do love uh, that that place though, Trader Joe's, because of the seasonal stuff. Though you can get some fun stuff. Like I buy. I bought like a garlic and cheese Greek thing that was like a long tube circle of just garlic and cheese. It was so good. So Bloody Mary Salsa from Trader Joe's. There you go. What do you think? Give it a try. What do you give it? Give it five out of five? Um, You know, I don't know if I can give it a five, four and a half. Is it is it spicy? No. I was worried about that because okay. my kids are very sensitive to that and my seven-year-old was munching on it before we started. So I like good. spice, so uh, I will... Try that out. That sounds good. I miss making uh, dinner for the family. That's always fun. Except when I would accidentally spend $55 on ingredients and uh, whatever. Okay, uh, hey, next. If you have leftovers, that's not too bad, I guess. That That's true. And and my girlfriend at the time was actually a great cook. Uh, she didn't cook that much, though. First, I wanted to show you my new t-shirt I bought. Okay. Plain green. Okay. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. So there you go plain green t-shirt for work i'm tired of wearing wrestling shirts at work so i just got all plain green shirts for work yeah so there you go you and i got write, some purple um, ones you can write green bastard on it that's that well that's kind of was the plan so there you go do you, do you know drop. green bastard i know is that the dude the iguana guy that wrestles for yeah. uh cmll Are, have you ever watched trailer park boys i've seen like five episodes i think it's funny okay. bubbles only saw uh, the 
Bubbles' wrestling persona is the Green Bastard. Yeah, he has a wrestling persona. You look at why it up, the fuck does he have a wrestling persona? Because they had some wrestling matches, and he loves wrestling. Now, didn't that show like jump the shark though? Because it was on for like twenty years. Uh, in a way, but um, I love the show. The movies looked a little ridiculous. Like they, they were, were like funny though. They were funny though. Okay. Um, but Shout I would definitely to bubbles. just write GB on your shirt, and if you look at the green bastard, I'm uh, googling <laughs> shirts. You see that? Maybe I'll get some glasses like that. Let's look up the green bastard real quick. Green, you'll love it. Bastard. From parts Bro, he, he looks like Iguana Man. <laughs> a little bit, doesn't he? A little bit. Oh, so I gotta get the electric tape and put the GB on my shirt with electric yes. tape. Yeah, that's a and classic you know they, show. I love Trader You know Pop they Pop. sell Green Bastard hot sauce, right? Probably. I know they they really gimmick their stuff and they give... They have a... Uh, they really know how to make money off of that little uh, show, so... more. Yeah, I'm them. seeing that right here. 2021 Best Sauce. The Green Bastard hot sauce wow so that looks kind of good too um and last question what you got for the g1 dude what do you got who are you who's gonna win this year tonight um i believe we have a huge match i think it's abushi versus kenta tonight um that'll be a big deciding match so in the in the in the um in that block i think is it that the b block or a block i forgot now that my friend is the a block a block it's a block um okay so it's a block is there a three-way tie right now between uh zach saber kenta and kota abushi is that what the Um, deal is looking that up right now so abushi takagi and kenta and zsj all have 12 points okay I do um, not but think... as you know, there's all sorts of tiebreaker shit, and there's a lot of scenarios this year, way more than I am prepared to list. Now, let me ask you a simple question. I got another two minutes. I got to get out of here. But okay, do you think they have? I don't know if the guts is the right word, but do you think they have the, the bravery to do an all gaijin final? Um, no, no, no. I don't. I think that. Kota Ibushi is going to be in the final. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to lose to Okada. So that's my personal opinion. I, for one, would absolutely love to see. I wouldn't be mad if Okada beat Jeff Cobb. I think they've made Jeff Cobb a legit, you know, through yep. his run. He did a lot. He made him legit. But I would love to see Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, that would be awesome. I would love that. I feel like that's something they would do for the New Japan Cup, but not the G1 Finals. However, G1 Finals doesn't mean as much as it used to because anyone can go to the Tokyo Dome now. But um, this match is tonight. I got Kota Bushi. Do you got Kota or Kenta? So I'm going to watch it tonight. So what do you got for that, that one? block. I, I mean... What if this whole Naito injury was just a way for... Shingo to win and choose him. <laughs> right? Well, then we're being worked into a shoot and shooting ourselves into a work, brother. That would be pretty crazy, though. I know Takagi's going against Takahashi tonight, and he's got 12 points. I, I do so, think the, the, the intrigue of having Ibushi out there going for his third Yeah, in a row that's what I'm saying. It's pretty tempting. You, know, you have Shingo 
I would have really liked to see CSJ get to that final and go against Okada. Yeah, but they did the thing with him where they yeah, gave they, him that hot run at the start, they, and then soon after they they made they kinda, both Gaijin look super legit. They did that with um, Moxley as well. He kicked ass at the beginning, and then he yeah. started losing. See, so, I think I think I think that is the logical path. Is it's uh, maybe you give it to Kenta, um, and Kenta just him and Ibushi, and Ibushi's story ends with he just ran out of gas because of the you know, recovering from that pneumonia, and then you have Kenta and Okada in the final. Um, so I don't, I, I, I just in. don't know if I want to see Kenta in the G1 finals. I'm not I like asking Kenta, you, but he doesn't. Who, oh, if you're asking me who I want to see. Yeah, um, okay. I am never going to be mad with Okada in any match, but I want to mm-hmm. see Zack Sabre Jr. and Cobb for the G1. Who That's are really what going you're going to see. see is I see... I think you could logistically put Kenta in that final because you could still tell a good story with what Ibushi's doing and just fell short of making the final for three in a row. Um, Shingo being the champion, and like I said, that long-winded story with Naito of picking him and this whole thing was a ruse, not kayfabe-wise, could be a pretty amazing thing to do. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., the guy who injured Naito, carries that all the way into the finals. And faces Okada. Uh, I would love to see Zach win, bro. Yeah. I don't know the situation. I believe he's in a really weird situation, though, that will take multiple losses. You know what I mean? From others and right, stuff like right. that. So, you know, the chances um, are small, but it would be cool. But I, I do see it probably being Okada and Ibushi as the safe choice, to be honest with you, yeah. now that you've laid that and, out. And me. just just to throw out that. Some, just to throw out a quick New Japan stat here, uh, whatever block the champion is usually does not have the winner because then they already did that match. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, right, say right. Ibushi. So, so well, not it's necessarily. Mostly... What, not if they lost to the champion. Right, but there's no. Yeah, I, I see what you're but saying. But they already had the match, so then they're going to yeah. do it again at Wrestle Kingdom. So right. I, I think the Okada. Uh, I, 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 we'll see, man. Um, we got a little bit of time, but these finals are tonight. And uh, but I think you know Naito was the odds-on favorite going in, right? Before this all, I th- well, it's always Naito and Okada and Shingo but and I Tanahashi. think the next thing to talk about next week is we well we'll have it all solved next time we we'll probably have to do one next week to talk about the G1 finals, but we'll have to talk about what are the briefcase, the filler briefcase, and the filler title matches we're gonna have in between. Yeah, we will have to talk about that. So uh, maybe we'll, I'm going to let you get going and go eat some dinner, but maybe we'll talk about meeting up this weekend. It seems like a necessity because the G1 finals are Thursday. So yes. uh, we probably got to figure something out then. Yeah. Um, Kings are on the road, so we'll be good. <laughs> Kings are on the road. Avalanche are on the road. Um, actually, I don't know if they're on the road, but I ain't driving up to Denver for that yet. So um, it's going to be a, hopefully it's great, man. I'm looking forward to it. So we've talked a lot of stuff today. Um, all sorts of different stuff with no theme in general. If you guys like that, uh, let us know. Um, we'll be going back to a theme probably in a few here, but we got the G1 to talk about next weekend, and I know we want right. to talk about that. So thanks so much, Justin. Um, where can Thank everyone you. find you at? At Inring Art. We should probably mention that. Uh, at, the beginning. <laughs> at Ring Art. At Inring Art. The podcast is at Wrestling and Pod. Which is yes. our new Twitter account? Yeah. No, it is oh. it is it? No, no I, I think it's twi- just the wrestling Twitter. and. 
the Twitter is what you said, but I think um, at wrestling we are and at podcast wrestling and pod. For, uh, I know and and podcast for uh, Instagram. Let's okay. So just to clarify, Instagram is uh, wrestling and podcast. Twitter is wrestling and pod. Look up wrestling and pod on either of them. You'll find them. So um, that's where we're at. And unless you got anything else to say, man, uh, enjoy your dinner. All right. All right. Take care, man. See everyone later. Thanks for thanks to everyone. Y'all have a great one. Peace. Peace.